Welcome to another episode of Whiskey and Mash. This week's episode of Whiskey and Mash, I am Chris Pullman. And I'm Glory Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about Season 10, Episode 16, Where There's a Will, There's a War, and Season 10, Episode 17, Promotion Commotion. Where There's a Will, There's a War. Begins with Hawkeye playing Winchester in, church, in chess and... Church. Church, I know. What's <laughs> on my mind? I'm sorry. And, um... Potter comes in looking for, well, realizes that Hawkeye's gone, but they need someone oh. to go to battalion aid. BJ's gone. Okay, BJ's gone. Sorry. <laughs> this is a so, one-drink show, by the way. <laughs> it is. I'm just pointing that out for the record. <laughs> but it was a good drink. <laughs> okay. And, and I haven't eaten breakfast because we're going out to eat. So. You're not driving, anyway, are you? No. Okay. It's <laughs> a good thing. So, anyway, Woo. Hawkeye's going to battalion aid. When he gets there... He realized that a doctor had just been killed um, right, out right there where, where he you... parked his Jeep. Mm -hmm. A doctor was killed. So as the patients are being sent to 4077 MASH, they're telling him a doctor was killed and they don't know if it's Hawkeye. And BJ's all concerned because actually mm. he was supposed to go there. So there's this yeah. guilt of... You know, I was supposed to be there, mm -hmm. and he's not sure if it's Hawkeye who was killed. So, and, they, and they can't find out because the phones are down. Right. So Hawkeye, as he's there, it is rough. You hear all the Shelling. shelling going mm -hmm. on, and every time he starts writing, he all the stuff falls down on him. And, and what he's writing is his, his last will and testament. Mm -hmm. And it was... You know, he's leaving all of his things, his material things, to the people that he loves. Which I think is cool because he listed all of the people at MASH. Mm -hmm. So he's not doing this as a whole, like for his family. He's yeah. doing it for his MASH family. Yeah. Yep. Um, as he writes this, um, the other doctor kind of knew that was what he was writing, which yeah. I thought was cool because he said, this isn't like my first rodeo. I've yeah. seen people write their last will and testament before mm -hmm. as they come in and help because it is, it's a rough place to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, even, yeah, I mean, the, I'm sorry to interject. No, but. Uh, you know, the, it, it's odd though, because, you know, to Hawkeye, this is a very scary thing. You know, I mean, the first patient he's working on, a shell goes off and he says, it's pretty close doesn't it and the other doctor kind of looks up and goes oh shelling has to be a lot closer than that for me to notice it, it. Yeah. yeah i mean Whew. and i mean literally things falling off the ceiling there was dust flying everywhere mm. i don't know how you actually work in those conditions but uh, um yeah i i don't either so it was, that's basically the story. Yeah. So we have lots mm -hmm. of, and not only that, I don't think we have that anymore. With Scud missiles and things, do <laughs> we still have hand-to-hand -hand combat? Oh, hand-to-hand, -hand, yes. Uh, artillery, yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually with um, the Korean Peninsula right now, I mean, it, the, the heat is ratcheting up over there thanks to our glorious leader. Yeah. Um, but the South, or what is it, the North or the South or both, still have artillery batteries pointed at the other one. I think the North has artillery batteries pointed at the South where they would inflict a lot of casualties in the tens of thousands. 
right out of the get-go. Wow. So, yeah, no, it, I mean, scud missiles are great, but, yeah, no, the only way you take territory is with boots on the ground. So. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, you, you, yeah, it, as he's writing his last will, Pierce was, I, I thought it was cool because he wrote, the first thing he did was to BJ, my best friend, which... Mm -hmm. I think you become so close when you're living like that because, oh, yeah. I mean, Trapper was such a good friend of his mm -hmm. and BJ, and I would actually think that he would think of Winchester as a good friend. Mm -hmm. In fact, he. Yeah. So then, in this episode, he has like flashbacks of times that he spent with his friends as he's writing his will. Mm -hmm. So BJ, he couldn't think of anything. Um, then he went on to Winchester, mm -hmm. and. He remembered a time in the O Club where Winchester was plastered on his expensive cognac, yeah. as Klinger put it. Um, mm -hmm. And he's like, a Winchester never, ever passes out. And then he gets up and he has like a tutu on. Yeah. And he clearly, it was clearly a well, joke they put on him. He, he was awake the whole time. <laughs> Anyway, he, um, it was, mm -hmm. he clearly was out because yeah. they played practical joke on him. But as, um, Hawkeye put it, you're, you know, you, you have my, um, let's see. Like my respect. My and, respect. And so I'm going to give you. You lost your pride. I leave you my bathroom. The, the, mo the most dignified thing I have. Did yeah. he say purple bathrobe? He did. It clearly is a red bathrobe. It clearly is in every other episode. It's clearly a red bathrobe, which is not in the wiki, and I intend to put in. Because, yeah, it, it you know, if anything, it's it might be toward the purple end of red, but it is clearly and not only a that, red bathrobe. Like on red day. Yeah. No, it's, it's red. Mm -hmm. It is clearly a red bathrobe. See, but. Charles, you never lost your pride. I leave you my bathrobe. Father, I leave you... Um, a nickel, because things don't mean anything to you. But I also leave you my everlasting respect. Which I love. This is one of my favorite little mini scenes of the entire series, is what Father Mulcahy does. <laughs> because Hawkeye was going in, in to see this colonel in rage. General. It was a general. It was a general. It was a general. He's eating pheasant under glass and things well, while the men are waiting for their food. Yeah, yeah, because... Uh, Igor is waiting to serve everybody. I'm assuming breakfast. It could have been lunch. Hawkeye was still in his whites. Um, but he comes back and Igor goes, Now, Captain, before you say anything, we can't get to the stove. The general chef was cooking his pheasant that he bagged on the way down. And so we haven't been able to cook yet. And so then Hawkeye is going to go and give the general a piece of his mind and fist. And Father Mulcahy ends up... Uh, I will take care of it. Let me take care of he, it my He jumps own on way. his back to prevent Hawkeye from going in. And as you said, as as um, Father Mulcahy walked in, his glasses were askew. askew. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he sits down and he's talking to the general. And, you know, he's explaining, I was taking care of a ruffian out there, sir. I'm, I'm sorry. And he's tucking in his shirt... And as he does that, he leans forward and grabs the general's tablecloth and tucks, tucks that. Tucks it into and, his pants. And then he gets up and walks out and... All his pheasant landed on the floor. All, well, <laughs> the general's whole meal just landed. And what does the general say? If you weren't a priest, I would uh, demote you. you. Yeah, it was like, your life would be meaningless. Yes. 
And so then he walks out of the tent and just winks at Hawkeye. Yeah, like, I did that on purpose. But yeah. You know what? He's eating dirt now. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my favorite little scenes of the whole series. You just... know, he just has this way about him yeah. where people think he's kind of daffy, but he mm. isn't. Mm -mm. He is. He just knows how to work it. He does. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, next up was Margaret when, uh, when, when Hawkeye and Margaret were in the supply. She was making all kinds of little jokes. But yeah. They were giddy and tired. Yeah. Sofa. Where's the sofa? Where's the it's sofa? It's in the living room. What? <laughs> Sofa's in the living room. Margaret. <laughs> you just made a joke. joke. <laughs> all right. Digitalis. Uh, I didn't tell you anything. <laughs> nitrous. Oh, okay. Good nitrous, sweet prince. <laughs> And then Kelly walks in, and Margaret just, like... Sobered right up and went to work. <clears throat> okay, now well, we need to know. Then you better check on it. So, he left Margaret his groucho nose and glasses mm -hmm. so that she would remember the good times that they had together. Yep. To Sherman Potter, he leaves his copy of The Last Mohicans, because that's what his dad named him after. Mm-hmm. And to Klinger, his Hawaiian shirt. If it ever goes out of style, yeah. which... <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, my husband just wore a Hawaiian shirt a couple of weeks ago on Hawaiian yeah. shirt day as we went out. So, yeah. Clinger, um, I hope you're still wearing that Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Yeah, because uh, in that cutscene that's also really touching, Clinger uh, has a Life magazine. Oh, uh, that which was so cool. Apparently somebody looked it up and it was dated August 4, 1952. Uh, by the way, at which point Winchester had already been in a battalion aid station in the Battle of Porkchop Hill, which occurred March to July 1953, um, which is a sign that MASH ends in the, with the Korean War in July 1953. But um, anyway, that's just the messed up timeline. Yeah. But uh, Not the first time, not the last time. Yeah. Um, but clear hands Hawkeye, this Life magazine. Somebody just left it here. It's got some pictures of Maine in it. Yeah. And Hawkeye's paging through and goes, I know this. I know this. This is whatever cove. This is right back home. I have to show it to BJ, his first reaction. Yeah, and then he walks out, <coughs> and there's this, you know, guy from, like, I-Corps HQ or something sitting on a Jeep eating this massive, like, three-foot-long... Salami. Five-inch across Lebanese salami. Yeah, and where did you get that? You dumb company clerk traded it to me for some stupid old magazine so he helped out hawkeye mm -hmm. but then made it seem like he didn't yeah like that's the way clinger is though. Mm -hmm. you it don't is. he didn't want people to know he's nice yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um yeah and that was really cool what what did hawkeye and finally end up doing for for bj at the end he realized when he got back because bj's like hey when... you are alive Good, <laughs> you know, just and he's like, "We'll talk dream. about it in the morning." Go back to go sleep. back to sleep. Yeah. So, Hawkeye went to the office and found all the men that BJ had helped, mm -hmm. and he wrote Aaron a letter, which mm -hmm. is his daughter, Aaron. Yeah. yeah, and it's just, just a beautiful letter. And he said, "I hope I get to give this to you in person someday." Yeah, and I hope this helps explain what why. a lot of these men wouldn't be alive and that was really yeah um 
Very touching. Yeah. Yep. Um, Bad editing, though. Uh, yeah, there, were, <laughs> there was at least one moment, uh, a goof, where it was at Battalion Aid. And, it, you know, it's like, if you had just scooted the camera up, like, three inches, In- maybe, this would have been fine. Um, and I realize that they're actors. But Hawkeye's going to do open-heart massage on this kid who comes into Battalion Aid. So this is when he's still up there. Uh, takes a scalpel, opens up the kid's chest. The other surgeon is getting in there, spreading the ribs. But then you see Hawkeye go in, and the camera is low enough where you see him actually go over top of the guy's hands. So first of all, the camera's not high enough for you to pretend like he's actually going into the chest. And then you see his hand come come up up on picture right, and you can see his fingers wiggling there. (laughs) And And the actors are doing a great job. But yeah, and then it was you, the camera angle. Yeah, and then you see a, a yellow sponge at, at the bottom of the screen in the middle, and it's like, why is that there? But then when he pulls his hand back out, he clearly That's what the blood goes on. Yeah, he clearly uh, raked his hand along the sponge, and then yeah, he gets the red on the back of his hand. Um, so bad, bad cutting as far as that scene goes, or bad bad camera work just for that particular shot. So they had. The show beginning with him playing Charles in chess and the show yeah. ending where Hawkeye takes forever to take his turn and then yeah. Winchester just comes in and goes, up. Ah, well, yeah, and you know, Hawkeye had <laughs> been sitting with the same move <laughs> For the whole time that Charles was gone to Seoul to get the same sort of makeover treatment with manicure and everything that BJ had gone to get. So then he finally comes back and just beat him. And that yeah. was the ending. So yeah. it was... It was uh, kind of tough episode, but with a light beginning yeah. and ending. Yeah. And which they're famous for. Yeah. I, I liked the the flashbacks, the interludes. Those were nice for character development. Guest stars, recurring cast. We have Jeff, Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky, Kelly Nakahara as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato, Dennis Howard as Captain Rackley. I'm assuming that's the surgeon. Uh, Larry Ward as General Kratzer. Uh, Jim Borelli is one of the GIs. Brian Feud as another GI. New Bellamy as another GI. James Emery as a corpsman. Uh, and apparently, linked off of this page, there is an alternate ending where Hawkeye doesn't come back. Oh my gosh. Yeah, somebody wrote a fan fiction where Hawkeye doesn't come back. So I'm kind of... On one hand, I'd like to read it and, and see what that's about. On the other hand, I really don't want to oh wow it's like nine chapters long yeah okay rather not um so yeah a couple uh i hate the thought of mash without bj because he's my he's i mean without hawkeye (laughs) don't you i'm sorry yeah well he's supposed to be the main character that's that's one reason trapper left right was that um uh uh, what's his name yeah you know it it turned to be yeah wayne rogers he it it ended up being about Hawkeye rather than Trapper, whereas the the movie was about Trapper, not Hawkeye. So, um, The production code, 1G15. Writers, David Pollock and Elias Davis. Director, Charles S. Dubin, which the fact that Alan Alda wasn't a writer or director kind of... It was shocking. It was a little shocking. It seems like an Alan Alda episode. Yeah. Original air date, February 15th, 1982. You know, one thing I've got to say, like, I've heard more than once the whole um, bit where it's like, oh, you know, the second half of MASH is so much more like 
doggone, it's because Alan Alda does all this work. And it's like, it, going through these episodes, it doesn't seem like he's that involved from the writing or directing side when you actually no. look at the episodes. Dad, I think you're seeing more of, like you said, they have character development. Now they're seeing their characters do their things that they're supposed to do. And what, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Oh, me too. And it just, you know, it. Yeah, you need I, the beginning to have this part. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, season 10, episode 17, Promotion Commotion. Long and short of it is, uh, it's promotion time at MASH. Oh. So uh, the colonel gets a board of promotion together to interview potential enlisted candidates for promotion. Uh, it ends up being the captains and Winchester because Margaret had done it the last few times, and it's like, no, you guys are taking your turn. Just just deal with it. Uh, Charles is taking his job very seriously until one guy, Corporal Hitowski, who was actually an Oakland Raider at the time. Oh. Mm-hmm. He was an Oakland Raider defensive lineman, which makes sense when you look at him because he's... He's a big guy. He, he, yeah, he's a walking brick wall. Um threatens the major and says i need that promotion major my dad's a career man he's been wondering why i haven't made sergeant yet um so there's that going on and then the b plot is we get this uh young uh young gi by the name of uh let me find him i never caught his name it was like Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, they don't have him listed here, what the crowd? As Jim Reed Boyce, maybe? I don't know, Jim Boyce, maybe? As Jimmy Boyce. Yeah, maybe, we'll go with that. Um, uh, he comes over and he's, he, how to explain? He's, he's the type of kid that gets picked on in school mm-hmm. but doesn't understand why he's being picked on but he mm. makes good choices like he, he knows why because he won't follow the crowd but mm-hmm. like colonel potter says you know don't lose your yourself mm-hmm. to these other people he's a virgin he is saving himself for marriage uh-huh. these are good qualities but to other people who want to see him be, be one of the else. guys. Be yeah. one of the guys. They're mm-hmm. trying to get him to be with Korean women, and yeah. he won't do it. He doesn't drink. He doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, he's making some very wise choices, and sometimes in life that's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to be who you are mm-hmm. because you want to fit in. Yeah, yeah, and it, it yeah. In I'll fact, be... they do go to the point of they're finally going to let him fit in. Uh, Come on, let's end this. Let's play some cards. No, they weren't. The poker. They weren't going to yeah, let him well, fit in. Yeah, no, but he thought they were. And yeah. then the poker cards had naked women on them. Yeah. It's like, come on. So then, like, when Jimmy first came into the OR to get operated on, an uh, EOD, Explosive Ordnance Disposal guy, came in, and he was just torn all to heck. And he died. And he died. And Well, he was, was dead when he got brought in. the first person Jimmy saw dead. dead. And, um... <laughs> But then to basically go all in on this little bluff game with these guys from his unit, he goes, I'm transferring to EOD. Are either of you two men manly enough to do it with me? And they just kind of like, oh, man, you're crazy. So uh, then Colonel Potter keeps him there until 
maybe it's time to rethink that decision because EOD men uh, don't have a great survival rate, apparently. But <laughs> Jimmy ends up uh, rethinking his decision. Uh, we know for sure Klinger gets promoted. Pretty sure nobody else does. And that leads to, to some hilarity at the end of the episode. So Yeah, especially with Katulski. Yeah. So, um, let's see here. It, it's interesting to watch uh, after the board is convened, uh, all the enlisted men are trying to ply the captains and Winchester with let's favors. Be they're well, yeah, sucking they're, up. <laughs> yeah, they're they're trying to ply whatever they can to get with desserts mm -hmm. and trying to make. Hawkeye look good, which actually makes him look worse. Oh, yeah. No, Rizzo's, Rizzo's like... Rizzo's not too bright. He's There's a real a gentleman. You can ask started. any nurse in camp. <laughs> they all know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't go well for Hawkeye and his his uh, love life here. But um, then Hitalski corners Winchester outside of the showers and threatens him, um, which... And, and he really did, Winchester tried to get him promoted, but they even said it won't go past Potter, and if it gets past Potter, it will not go. I mean, the guy's been well, arrested for tons of things. He put a Jeep in <laughs> intensive care, and I loved uh, when they were actually at the board considering this. Uh, Winchester goes, you know, he's been a model citizen for the last... Uh, two weeks? Two weeks. <laughs> So, yeah, he's not, it's not going to happen. But then uh, once the list comes out, right, it's really great because last minute Winchester makes one more appeal to the captains and says, gentlemen, I feel that the only way to survive this is if Hitalski is either bluffing or illiterate. And I don't I'm, think he's bluffing. Yeah. So um, Hitalski comes and finds him and just as he's about to get uh, hit Winchester, the captains and the newly minted Sergeant Maxwell Q. Klinger come bustling into post-op where Winchester was uh, on duty and present Hatulski with his brand new uh, Sergeant's, Sergeant's Stripes Strike. along with the orders and travel orders. He has to go to Kempo right away to because, fly out to the States. Yeah, because there are no units around here that need Sergeant, but back home there are. And then, um, after he goes out the door, Klinger calls Kempo. <laughs> There's cool. he's an AOL. <laughs> yep. Uh, with marvelously uh, forged travel orders, he uh, punched out a whole officers' club and was threatening to do so to a major. Uh, who am I? And Klinger puffs up. Sergeant Klinger. <laughs> so uh, that's how that one shakes out. Which and then after in the mm. closing, you know how Igor and Rizzo were sucking up and yeah. giving them great things. Yeah. You can kind of tell well, that the they didn't get their promotion. Tell. You can definitely tell. The two <laughs> captains are in, in the chow line. And I think it was BJ in front says to Hawkeye, you know, I was so involved with the Haltolsky situation. I didn't pay attention to who got promoted or not. You, you could tell who didn't get promoted. Because what happened? Because Igor threw their mashed potatoes. Oh, I'm sorry, sirs. I couldn't see with my men lower mentality. Well, yeah. 
What do you expect from a dumb private? Rizzo threw a dirty old rag on... Here, Captain. Lube this. <laughs> so, you knew who didn't get promoted. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a pretty simple episode as far as things go. Some really neat, uh, funny parts of the episode were when they were actually interviewing the candidates. Uh, Igor comes in. They ask him, if you're captured by the enemy, what do you have to give them? Name, rank, and phone number? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they, uh, Rizzo's in there, and he's talking about how he's a loyal, patriotic American with a loyal, patriotic American family. <laughs> but answer the question. And it was, uh, what is the name of the military academy? We'll, we'll give, give you a, a hint. hint. It's in West Point. Oh, Fort Wayne. <laughs> so there's a reason these people haven't gotten promoted. And then they're talking to Klinger, and he's in his Class A's. Everybody else was just in uh, daily, regular uniforms, but he's in his Class A's, dressed up, at attention. What is the proper disposition of daily reports? Something like that. And Klinger says, fill it out in triplicate. File one, mail the other to Icor, and faint it if it actually gets there. <laughs> yeah, they all started applauding. It was cool. And Hawkeye <laughs> just like looks dumbfounded at it. Um, but it, I just—that's another very memorable scene for me out of this. Uh, yeah, Klinger does get promoted. Yeah, he knew all the answers. Yeah, and that helps being company clerk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. A couple of goofs I have, um, if you, unless yeah, you have I, anything nope, else. I'm good. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you this. How many kids does Potter have? He has a daughter. Okay. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Because I swear that I remember him talking about his son earlier in the series. And he may have, but yeah. he talked about his daughter right. this time because they did talked a lot about fishing. And he took his daughter fishing until she realized that fish smell and boys have a different smell. Yeah, fish stink and boys don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's why I ask, because I was pretty darn I sure. I knew he had a daughter. Yeah, I'm going to look this up quick while I keep trying to talk while doing this. Um, yeah, he talks so about that's... his daughter other times. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I want a Colonel Potter wiki, not a Harry Morgan wiki, as much as I want. Mm -hmm. There we go. Colonel Potter. Uh, home, hair, eye color, spouse, children. Unnamed son. Oh. With Janine Potter. Evie, daughter. Yeah. Unnamed son. Janine Potter, daughter-in-law. Yeah. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. So, unnamed son, but he had a son. All right. So, yeah. Only child girl according to this so that's a goof um uh other goofs dealing with the promotions boards I, this is on the wiki uh once Tulski had physically threatened winchester he could have reported Tulski to colonel potter immediately and had the mps arrest him right then given Tulski's prior record of violence winchester's testimony would have been enough for disciplinary action and possibly military prison there was no need to wait ah uh, the enlisted promotion board would not stand up under an investigation for the following reasons. One, 
Rizzo is the motor pool sergeant, meaning he would have to hold a 63 series MOS. 63 is part of the quartermaster corps, so a quartermaster officer would need to be present at his promotion board. He was not. There were only two captains and a major. Second, Igor is wearing E2 private rank, meaning he does not even need to appear before a board. Promotion from E2 to E3 only requires a clean record and recommendation from a CO, which I'm pretty sure Igor would have been able to get. He, okay. He's not really a, a, a malcontent or anything. No, no, he's no. not trouble. He just no. eats up the food. Mm -hmm. Three, Klinger appears before his board in full dress uniform, which is per regulations. However, he's also a medic. His board does consist of three medical officers, but they didn't ask him any questions pertaining to a medic MOS. Ah. So he's company clerk, but he's still a, a corpsman at, yeah. at the base. So, um, whoops. Oh, well. <laughs> It's mash. It's mash. You know, I it, with this series, with this, uh, yeah, with this series specifically, uh, I I have to remind myself of this with all shows that I watch, but especially with mash. They didn't have the internet back then. Well, what what I have to remind myself of is, you know, it, it's really an imaginative world, and you you can't look at it literally as much as i would like to and they try to do that more with current shows right like you say there are there are people who will fact check you and and continuity check you in real time exactly they didn't have that but you, you just have to look at it as um kind of an out of sequence view of the world you know it, it's a version of reality um and as much as i like it to be perfect i just keep reminding myself it's like no it's just a version and it's okay it's very entertaining. And it is. Which is you know? why we're here. Yeah. Um, and join us. Yeah, I, I'm glad <laughs> that people have gone back and, like, tried to place things in timeline order. Pardon me. But, it, you know, it, it, it's not going to happen. So, uh, guest stars, recurring cast. G.W. Bailey as Sergeant Luther Rizzo. Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminsky. Kelly Lakahara as L Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. We also have John... Matus Matusak as Corporal Elmo Hatulski, so that's the Oakland Raider. I apologize that I mispronounced your name. Please don't come and beat me up. <laughs> Deborah Harmon as Nurse Webster. Jim Boyce as Danielson as Jim Reed Boyce. Richard Fullerton as Soldier and Cameron Dye as Soldier. Uh, production code was 1G14. Writer Dennis Koenig. Director Charles S. Dubin, original air date February 22nd, 1982. All right. Um, I know that you need to get going, so uh, we'll keep this short and sweet. Thank you for tuning in if you're a first time listener or a returning listener. Either way, we would really appreciate any reviews you could leave us over at um, Apple Podcasts. Uh, to help other people find us. Another way that you can do that is by uh, pointing them over to our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash, or just there on the front page, narclaninc.com. Go to the podcast link, go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There on the page are MP3 versions of all of our back episodes. You can stream them or download them from the site. Otherwise, we are available over on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast application. Just search for Whiskey and Mash. Also over on Stitcher Radio, assuming that it's still set up correctly, which it should be. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. That link is available over on our page, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash. 
uh, over there on Facebook every time I upload a new episode. I also copy the synopsis over to our Facebook page so that you can see from there if there's a new episode. That way, if you don't do the podcast thing, you still know that we have a new episode out. We would love to know that you're out there. Please head over to our Facebook page, like those posts, make a comment on them, you know, whatever you liked in that episode, what you didn't like, what we might have gotten wrong. Um, uh, I know that uh, we, we've gotten messages through that Facebook page about other resources for listening uh, to other podcasts that have MASH-related content. Ken Levine has a podcast out there. I don't remember what it is right now, uh, but that was sent to us by one of our listeners. Thank you, Brandon. And, um, you know, we would love to hear from you. Just let us know that you're out there. That'd be great if you do feel like supporting us. Uh, we, we don't do this for any sort of monetary compensation, uh, but what we would appreciate is your help getting a bigger audience. So please share this podcast with a friend, a family member, or a co-worker. Help us grow that audience. Until next time, I'm Chris Pullman. I am Gloria Ackerman, and, and have a good week. Have a good week. See you next time. Bye-bye. I am off to Applebee's. <laughs> you are getting me something? Is she going? <laughs>